I am tired of so-called podcasting gurus trying to sell you crap for $97. So today, I'm going to rant a little bit, and then I'm going to give you three cheap, under $20, actionable and very specific things to focus some time upon that will not only help your podcast, but that will always be useful to you. This is the Podcast Accelerator. I'm your host, Mark Asquith, CEO and co-founder of Captivate.fm, the world's only growth-oriented podcast hosting platform, where, of course, you can choose to host your podcast with a team that actually creates things to help your podcast to grow. If you don't believe me, go and kick the tires for free at Captivate.fm. Give it a whirl, see what you think, and I'll be around to help along with the fantastic team. Now, before I get into this, because it's, it's an interesting one to get into, I'm actually quite excited to talk about this. It's something that is, I'm so passionate about it, like it's very, very close uh, to what I believe. So I'm very, very interested in getting into this. But before I do that, I'm just going to give a shout to the team at Aweber, my email marketing platform of choice. I still believe and practice that email marketing is the very best way to grow your audience when it comes to relationships and just staying Stay in front of mind with people. That's why I send basically every single episode of my podcast goes out as a fully written up email and sort of like a blog post as well. It goes to my list and I get replies. You know, every single week I'll send this one out today and I'll get replies. You know, it's great. What a, what a fantastic way of building relationships. And I think you should be doing the same. Now, the good news is you can do it for free. This is not one of those big sponsorships where you can be saying things like, you know, go and stick your credit card in and uh, I'll get a bit of a kickback. Look. You don't even need to put your credit card in, all right? Just go and use Aweber for free at markaswith.com slash Aweber. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I authored a podcast growth thread on Twitter containing five things that I see podcasters doing wrong every day and some quick ways to fix them. Now, over the next three weeks, this week's and the remaining two, I'm going deeper into each of these problems to add a little bit more context, take a closer look at how to implement the fix and why I suggested each particular approach. So, they sort of stand alone. You don't have to have listened to them all. But last week, I talked about how to grow your podcast by being more human. And the week before, how to produce less and grow your podcast more. So the third thing that I'm going to talk about is, honestly, the fact that there is no quick fix. That's it. That's the content. Thanks for thanks for listening. <laughs> all right, look, I know I'm being a little facetious here, but this situation is so distressing to me that if I don't act like, you know, a little bit flippant, I'll end up quitting work, becoming a hermit here in the hills of Yorkshire and just, you know, maybe I'll just leave my cave to test out a new hundred bucks microphone for a YouTube review. That's probably the only thing that would tempt me out of my cave. Look, when I first started my first web design business, it was about 2007 and I loved a silver bullet, a quick fix, something that would get me somewhere without me really needing to do the work. You see, this it was the early days of SEO, search engine optimization, and of internet marketing as we know it today. And I, I, you know, I really got into it. I spent time learning how to code websites and how to create content for them so that they'd rank well in the search engine listings. And I also spent a lot of time designing simple marketing funnels that would step sell clients into spending a little bit more with me. So one Saturday morning, I remember it well, I went into the office. I was uh, I was working with a chap called Don who sadly passed away. Much loved Don. Um, he was a, a massive inspiration and a mentor to me. And another chap called Mark who's, uh, who's, who's still around, still around. I had a beer with him this weekend. What a legend. And I went into the office and I spotted an opportunity. 
I could create a simple web design and build package that also included some business cards and some other basic printed promo materials because we are also on the printing company. And with a nice, you know, a little bit of sales patter, I could market that as a 297 starter package to new businesses. It was a really, really great package. And if I targeted new local businesses, I could get to know them. Plus, I could upsell them a logo and some ongoing website updates on a recurring basis and do that via direct debit, which no one was doing at the time. So it was really, really, really attractive to new businesses. So I spent that Saturday morning building a simple three-page website and targeted the search keywords around web design in Barnsley, or web design Barnsley, web designers in Barnsley, website designers Barnsley, that range of keywords. And it worked really really well. My website became top of Google for those terms literally the same day. And although the search volume wasn't high, it was high quality in its specificity. The leads that came from it were fantastic and the inquiries were hot. New businesses absolutely adored it as well because, you know, it was a package that... Was, it was easier for them. It was better for them because everyone else, all my competitors were charging them thousands up front. And as a new business, they just, they just didn't have that money. They just couldn't afford it. They were young and they were scrappy businesses. They had a few hundred quid from their family or their friends or their savings. And because I also had other bigger clients, I could afford to take a little bit of a risk on them. Now, the website has been offline for a few years now, this, this particular website that I'm talking about, but remnants of it do still exist. So I've put a link, uh, a link to this in the episode notes if you're curious. And that Saturday morning netted me tens of thousands of pounds of revenue over the next few years, led to a contract worth over a half million pounds and built relationships that still exist to this day. For one morning of work, A silver bullet. Or, actually, not true. Three years of learning to code. Three years of learning how to do SEO. Two years of working with clients to understand what they wanted. Countless sleepless nights worrying about emails from clients. Or, if I'd even get paid on time. But it was only one morning of work, right? Wrong. It wasn't. It was one morning of pulling together years of experience into the first idea that I had for generating recurring revenue using a high-quality relationship and skills-based marketing strategy. The challenge as podcasters, then, is that we're often trying to emulate the success of others who have those years of experience without putting the years in. So I want to impart two important takeaways from that story, first of all. First, recurring revenue is brilliant. You sell once, and as long as you do a good job, you keep making money on a predictable and value-led basis. I do good things for you and give you great results, and you keep paying me a bit each month. Scale that, and you've got a nice business. In fact, you've got the type of business that everyone wants to build, including online entrepreneurs, and course sellers. Hmm. More on that later. Secondly, you know, I could package how to do what I did on that Saturday morning and sell you a course on it. If I marketed it well, you'd buy it. Honestly, if I marketed it well, you would buy it. 
It'd be called something like how to 10x your income with one morning's work. And I'd create some content marketing, some blogs around it that had titles like uh, use this one simple hack to create the life that you want or something like three ways to live your dream life by quitting the nine to five. It'd cost 297 bucks, but it'd be reduced from 997, of course. And it'd include a free strategy session from me and bonuses worth $10,000 or more. And that pricing, you see that pricing, well, that would be specifically set to entice you. That's called charm pricing. The number seven is included. And it's been around for years. Now, there's nothing wrong with it as such. You know, that's fine. The problem comes from marrying that psychological trick with the delivery of crap content. Actually, you know what? That's a little bit unfair because the content wouldn't be crap. The content that you get from online course creators and entrepreneurs isn't crap. The content would be fine, but you would not reach the outcomes that you expected from it. Why? Well, look, you know, you don't have my background. You don't have my gut instinct or the ability to slightly alter plans and tactics on the fly. Nor do you have my resources or time. And you sure as heck don't have my obsessive focus on projects that forces you to dive so deep into things that interest you that you forget to eat or drink. Legit, that is what I do. So you'd get to the end of the course and have learned only one thing. How I did it. You'd have learned how I did it. And you know what? At that point, you'd be wondering, why isn't it working for me? After all, you just you just copied what was in the course. You just copied what I told you to do. Now, the good thing is you'd have learned some basic concepts and some overarching ideas that will help you and would help you to progress your thinking, but you'd struggle with implementing. You don't have time for that. It's not your full-time job and you don't know how to do something like keyword research. So, You'd tell me that. You'd give me that feedback. And what I'd do is I'd create an extra module, maybe a bonus, and I'd tweak the course to give you a really high-level overview of how to do keyword research and basic SEO. But that's all I'd be able to do. I couldn't go any deeper. I just simply couldn't go any deeper. And the reason for that is not because I'm lazy or I'm trying to rip you off, because it's because the course would be six weeks long if I did that. And if a course is six weeks long and it's in that level of depth, well, that's that's something else. That's a qualification. And I'm not qualified to teach you to that level, nor are any of the entrepreneurs online. They can only take you so far because they got into this game, remember, to work less. That's their entire thing that they teach. They teach you how to earn more and work less. So when the hard part of building something starts, and when you're ready to ask the tough questions, they don't really want to answer because it requires time. And usually, they don't know the answer. Why? Because they're busy trying to be less busy so that they can create a course that teaches you how to be less busy and so that they can sell you that as well. And guess what? That course will be called, finally understand why you never finish anything in just 24 hours. And then in brackets, it would say my exact blueprint. And then it all happens again. The cycle starts once more. The cycle just begins anew. Because we love 
silver bullets. Now, sadly, podcasting is not immune from this. It is simply not immune to this kind of approach. Sadly, it's not. There are podcast coaches all over the place now, and that's not a bad thing. I'm a huge fan of passing on knowledge and getting paid for it. That is correct. And if you've started a good podcast and you are qualified to help someone who hasn't or that doesn't know how to, to get to the same level as you, then you should do that. And you should get paid fairly for it. The problem is that most podcasting gurus are great at going from zero to one, from nothing to launch, but they flounder beyond that because they simply have not done it. Period. And to reiterate that, there is nothing wrong with that approach. There is nothing wrong with teaching someone what you know how to do. But you should only teach what you can teach. You can only teach what you can teach, but you should never sell what you cannot teach. As a podcaster, we... You and I, we get inundated with courses and promises of glory if we just follow this exact playbook of complete and utter crap. And you know what? It's expensive. There's always an upsell because that's how businesses work. Why do you think anyone who's got a book gives away quote unquote bonuses? A Facebook group or a resource center or some templates. Helpful? Sure. But intended to hook you into the ecosystem. Again, there's nothing wrong with that when it's done in a non-yucky way. None of that crap internet marketing mumbo-jumbo. But let's be really clear on what's happening. It's fine because those resources are useful in the context of the book. But let's be honest about why it's happening. There is absolutely no quick win to grow your podcast. I'm really sorry. There is no silver bullet and there never, ever will be. But that's all right. Just because there is no quick win, it doesn't mean that we can't get wins quickly. So, let's maybe start to reframe our thinking a little bit. A quick win versus some quick wins. And there is a big difference, you see. Quick win versus quick wins. A quick win implies a shortcut to a final destination. And comes with an air of finality that can be associated with that end destination. With that end of your journey. A series of quick wins, well, they're just that. They're a series of wins that lead to a consistently growing endeavor. They're one after the other. They form a chain and a sequence. When we seek a quick win, what are we looking for? We're looking for that silver bullet. Problematically, we're also looking to copy something from someone, and we're hoping to be given a step-by-step set of instructions that will lead us directly to the place that they have found themselves. That's why the courses that you buy are always called things like The Secret to Podcast Audience Growth. Learn how to achieve financial freedom in just 10 days with my exact playbook. Now, this type of language is called NLP. Well, it's kind of rooted in NLP, at least. It's neuro-linguistic programming. Each course 
or product is very specifically titled to hit your dreams, your desires, and your, your triggers. All right, now I've put a link in the episode notes to, to NLP because if you want to look into what this is, I've put a link to the Wikipedia page for it. So let's just uh, let's assess that title. All right, let's just recap the title again. This is the kind of course that you end up buying: the secret to podcast audience growth. Learn how to achieve financial freedom in just ten days with my exact player. But well, how does that work? Well, first up, I tease you that a secret exists that you don't yet know about. I'm making you feel like you're missing something. And then I give you the destination, the outcome, which in this case is audience growth, the secret to podcast audience growth. Now, look, if I was, uh, you know, if I was a little bit ballsier, I could give you a big audacious figure like 10,000 listeners. But if I do that as the course creator, I risk alienating those who already have 10,000 listeners and I want to max out my sales. So I'm, you know, I'm a little fluffy on that one. Next, What I do is I tell you that I'm going to teach you something desirable, which is the learn financial freedom from me and achieve it with a podcast. Okay. The secret to podcast audience growth, learn how to achieve financial freedom in just 10 days with my exact playbook. What I then do is because I've already said to you, you can learn this financial freedom from me and achieve it with a podcast, which if you think about it, like a podcast doesn't feel like a job. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. You get this financial freedom, but you sort of get it through a hobby or something that's fun. Hmm. Interesting, right? NLP. Finally, I use time binding and a proven path, well, at least the promise of a proven path, to make you think, well, 10 days isn't long. Boost your audience in just 10 days with my exact play. But well, 10 days isn't long. I can do that easily. And look, there's a risk reversal. Like there's, there's no real risk to this because it's the exact stuff that this fella did. Like, how can I fail in 10 days? I will have done what this guy has taken years to do. So now you now you understand the structure of these courses and these these things that you buy. You'll spot it all over the place. You'll spot it all over the internet now that you've seen it. The secret to podcast audience growth. Learn how to achieve financial freedom in just 10 days with my exact playbook. Look at that structure. We've talked about it, okay? Now, remember also to watch out for scarcity as well. So when you see things like limited to the first 500... Uh, whatever. Or down from 1497 to $97 for a limited time only. All that crap is intended to make you feel like you've got to take action now. And in fact, they sometimes go that far. And there's, you know, again, there's, you know, there's nothing that wrong with this. I'm going to get to the kind of yucky part of this in a second. But that taking action part, people throw that in as well, the course creators. Ready? Here's what it sounds like. They bait you into the action. They'll say things like, this course is only for action takers who want to see real results. Well, of course that's me. I'm not going to look at that and go, no, that's not me. (laughs) You know, you know, it's, 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 they're triggering you. It's NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, all right? And again, there's nothing wrong with this. It works. And if it's partnered with a quality product that genuinely delivers on it, and that genuinely gives you what it's promised, then I'm fine with it. And actually, I use it in myself at podcastsuccessacademy.com and I deliver those results. What I will never do is give you the promise of an outcome that I can't guarantee that you'll hit, nor will I imply that anything is easy or that all you've ever got to do is copy what I say, because that is not the case. It's dangerous and a quick win and the pursuit of a quick win can be dangerous. At best, the pursuit of a quick win will it's going to inspire you. It's going to teach us some concepts and some overarching thought patterns. That's fine. It moves us forward. But at worst, it, at worst, 
A quick win sets a precedent for product hopping. Trying to find the next thing that will take us to that place of success by allowing us to copy a tried and tested set of steps that worked for someone else. And all that does is it leads to disheartenment and a perpetual cycle of feeling like you're never achieving what you set out to achieve and thus you'll be even more susceptible to the next course because that is the big one that will finally do it for you. And I'm really sorry, but that is wrong. It's not going to help. So what should you do? What should you do instead? Well, look, I suck at golf. Actually, that's not true. I suck at the chipping bit and the driving bit. I'm really good at hitting iron shots and putting. Why? Well, when I was younger, there was a field near my house, right? And my parents, my mum and dad, they bought me a seven iron when I was eight years old. We also had a carpet at home. So at a young age, I learned how to swing a golf club and hit a seven iron and a putter. And I've never, ever forgotten how to do that. It's so ingrained in me that I'll always feel comfortable doing that. I can't unlearn it. It's just all useful to me when I'm trying to get better at the other aspects, the driving and the chipping. It's muscle memory. It's practiced. It's a skill that is with me. And when I was in my early 20s, similarly, I learned how to do that coding that I talked about earlier. I built websites and I learned how to do basic SEO. And I also learned how to communicate with people who wanted to buy something from me in such a way that I nurture genuine, long-lasting relationships with them. And I've never, ever forgotten that either. In fact, all I've done is build on those skills since then. And I've got a wide range of strategies, tactics, and thought patterns that allow me to build businesses that help people in really positive ways. And that mean I can pay my mortgage. So when I learned to code, the big thing, the big lesson here is that I progressed from not being able to code. I'd gone from zero to one, stop to start, off to on. I'd achieved the first of a series of quick wins that meant I could upgrade my worst case. No longer did I not know how to code, and so no longer was my worst case job working in a job that I hated. Now, my worst case was I could always make a living coding. And then when I learned SEO, I had the next in my series of quick wins, one that built upon the coding knowledge but didn't replace that knowledge, and that only enhanced that specific skill set. And you can do the same. This is how you grow your podcast. You can achieve a continual series of small, quick wins by investing the same amount of time that you would on a crappy course from a guru into actual skills that will not only help your podcast to grow, but they're going to give you skills that you can use in any walk of life, in business, in anything that will just upgrade every facet of what you do. So here's what you should do. These three skills are going to enable you to grow and market anything, anything. They need building upon, but they're going to give you the foundational knowledge that you need to understand how to begin getting more attention for your podcast online. They're complementary of each other, and I'd suggest that you read these things in the order that I tell you. First, learn some copywriting skills. I highly recommend a book called How to Write Copy That Sells, and that's by a chap called Ray Edwards. While you're there, Guess what? Look at the tagline of the book and spot the NLP-esque nature of it. There's nothing wrong with that in this instance because the book actually delivers on its promise that's in that tagline. So get on with it. Next, learn some basic SEO. Learn how it works. Buy a book, 
called SEO for Growth by John Jansch. Again, look for the tagline, SEO for Growth by John Jansch. Look for the tagline, see how it's written. But again, this book delivers. You'll learn the basics of quality SEO and how to do it. That will never, ever get old. Sure, I mean, you know, SEO changes just like any online marketing school. You might have to top it up with practice, but it's never going to stop being relevant or useful. And lastly, on top of How to Write Copy That Sells by Ray Edwards, on top of SEO for Growth by John Jansch, upgrade your skill set by then picking up Content Machine by Dan Norris. It's a content marketing playbook which actually does what it says on the tin. You don't need everything in that book, but it's going to teach you how to research and produce content well. As a bit of a bonus on that one as well, I'm just going to kind of give a shout out to the fantastic Andrew and Pete who have authored a book called Content Mavericks, which I sort of see as a bit of a companion to Content Machine. So Content Mavericks and Content Machine are my go-to recommendations for learning content marketing. Now, it's just simple, all right? These books teach you actual skills that form the foundations of a high quality and successful marketer, which is what we need to become to grow our podcast. They're just books. You don't need a risk reversal. You don't need a refund guarantee. You don't need bonuses. You don't need something from the entrepreneur. It's just a book and a series of books that will give you actual skills. And all you need is 20 minutes per day reading them. So before you fall into the trap of buying another crappy course, ask yourself what's better, learning to copy someone else or learning to actually succeed and upskill yourself for less than 20 bucks? I know what the answer is, and I think you do too. Stay frosty out there. Let me know what I can do to help at Mr. Asquith on Twitter. Much love and keep on captivating.